this. The one of one is missing. Uh-uh. I knew something was up. Pop, that's almost twice as much going for the same price. I just freaking love that Raider rookie logo. Doing more buying. Which one of these five quarterbacks has the worst set of pass catchers to throw the football to? Guess how much I sniped this for an auction. Number to five, you dirty yep. animal. I'm telling you, these optic on-card autos are money. Huh? Huh? Alrighty, football cards collecting and investing. Obviously, the biggest topic from week one were the quarterbacks. It was such a weird week, Andy, when it comes to how poorly some of the elite quarterbacks actually played. And I also think uh, Tua might actually be just very, very, very freaking good. I might be totally wrong on this long-term prediction, but I do feel we should lead Andy, and also a little bit later, I'm really excited about college uniform cards. We'll talk about that uh, coming up. But Andy, I think the biggest takeaway from week one is what happened with both Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson cards. Yeah, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, man. What a what a tragedy. Fourth play in, Monday Night Football, tears his Achilles, done for the season, the second Achilles we had this week. Uh, and here comes Zach Wilson. And of course, they've got incredible weapons. You, the Brees Hall show was on full displays, the run game. And, and you've got Dalvin Cook there as well. Garrett Wilson literally made like the most unbelievable catch you can imagine. Jets come away with the win in overtime with a punt return. Zach Wilson's cards literally spiked uh, pretty crazily. Like uh, I was able to go back to like the end of June and find a rookie ticket auto cracked ice. For example, that sold for around $400. This same card went for $1,200 last night. And I saw this across the board. Like I was seeing people spend upwards of $500 for a silver prism PSA 10. And I know there's uh, some great chasing from 2021 prism on the PSA 10s. Cause the gym rate or the, the PSA 10 hit rate is so low. But to see that kind of money going for that card, that was higher than what I've seen some Justin Fields go for. That was higher. Uh, and, you know, that's one situation. But across the board, generally speaking, there was a, a massive spike uh, between 100 to 400 percent, depending on how people had them listed. There's been several hundred buy it now transactions from the game last night till right now. It shows you the power of Monday Night Football as well, Andy. I would love a deep dive on how much that affects card prices more than anything else because i had some calvin ridley auctions in during his game and he was really freaking good you could just use you know the eye test you could see how great he is and it, it didn't really do anything i think if he would have done that on monday night football it would have been a lot different right and i think everyone seeing zach wilson go out there and win the game Gets him excited. Also, Zach Wilson is a short, unathletic quarterback. A lot of people relate with that. I see what people still pay for Baker Mayfield cards, and we know he's not that great, even though he won for your Buccaneers in week one. So I think that is the, the biggest takeaway for me, Andy. With quarterbacks who still have some gas left in the tank, and they've had some buzz in the past, it's important if you have those cards to not just panic sell them uh, because there's always a potential for even a bad player to get another new spike. 100%. Yeah, 100%. They, they get these opportunities just like Zach Wilson's gotten here because it's not like he played great. I mean, he struggled right. at times to make reads. He threw an interception. Um, he took two sacks. Uh, he had a quarterback rating of 81.5, but, you know, they're going to quickly forget about that because of the overtime win uh, and the weapons they have around him. So, and obviously he's a young guy with the draft capital. I think that's the, the things that you could find in common. It's kind of like, you know, if Trey Lance were to miraculously get a start on Dallas, you know, if Dak and Cooper Rush both went down and Trey Lance got a miraculous start, I guarantee you his cards would spike as well, even if he just had a sub poor uh, – sub poor subpar performance you know it's, it's kind of one of those things and and in fact with so few quarterbacks going up after week one carter i mean the list is so small it's Tua, it's brock purdy it's jordan love and it's zach wilson because of an injury 
But it's literally those are the three quarterbacks that uh, won their game and played uh, pretty well. Uh, outside of that, you have a lot of quarterbacks that just pushed. You're seeing some sold volume. It's not really they're not really appreciating. And then you had a ton of guys that are actually going down from week one because they just played so poorly. There was literally I, I, I stopped counting because I was like at 30 turnovers from quarterbacks and it just kept going. <laughs> like there was like so many turnovers this past weekend from really good quarterbacks, like all all the big names, you know, so the it's it's had a massive impact. And pay close attention to what the Jets decide to do, right? If you still have some Taylor Heineke cards, be ready to freaking go. If you still have some, like me, Jameis Winston cards, have those cards listed. If these star QBs continue to go down, I think a lot of teams could talk themselves into giving Jameis a shot here. So, yeah, I do agree with you, Andy. Um, The quarterback play overall this weekend was just terrible. The elite, elite guys that we know are elite. Josh Allen was absolutely terrible. Uh, Joe Burrow was terrible. Lamar, uh, six fantasy points, nothing really to get excited about there. It, it wasn't a good day. But, Andy, I think an even bigger story is those guys will return back to play is how bad last year's rookie class had outside of, you know, Purdy, right? Um, Kenny Pickett, yeah. as, as the chat is chatting right now, is uh is looking kind of uh midula here. He is very mid uh at, at this point and, and some of the other QBs uh from from that class are just ugh. Yeah, they look bad. I mean, even Sam Howell, who won his game right. the commanders, even Desmond Ritter who won his game. Uh I think you're gonna see the Falcons once again this year as the most run heavy team in the NFL. I mean, and and your boy, I got I gotta shout you out, Carter, because you were beating the table for Tyler Algier. He said, don't fade this guy. He's going to have oh, a, a, a big role in the starting offense. And look, lo and behold, he actually had more carries than Bijan week one, puts up two touchdowns. I still think that Bijan is the better running back. If you look yeah. at the, the plays Bijan was able to make on his opportunity, it's like, whoa, he, he blows you away with his vision and his ability to evade tackles. But Tyler Algier is just a man. He's a stud. He's a bruiser. Uh, so he's. I think both of those guys could potentially be like, fringe rb1 rb2s like it would be the best running back duo in the league after this year but i mean yeah i i look at that desmond ritter's a push his team gets a win but he throws for like 100 yards and doesn't really have to do anything the same thing with dak prescott and then i look at sam howe and i'm like yeah his team won too but it was barely like he puts up a touchdown in the first quarter and then it's not till the fourth quarter where he scrambles one in so you know he had two turnovers in that game as well you mentioned lamar Another two turnovers. He had uh, uh, difficulty maintaining ball security, and once yeah. again, his legs are going to, you know, dictate kind of uh, how how they're able to extend drive. So it was interesting seeing, you know, a combination of play calling and uh, just uh, like being rusty. Maybe it's due to them not playing as much in the pre preseason as well. These starters, like you know, look at Joe Burrow maybe as a prime example. And then we got to get to the guy that I think had the worst weekend in terms of people thinking about panic selling at this point. And Andy, I was going through all the quarterbacks this morning, getting ready uh, for the show. And we apologize for having to start a little bit earlier today um, because of, because of work obligations. But I do want to chat about Justin Fields, just a very average performance all around. I think out of all the guys who got the hype, I think most people in their gut kind of knew that Desmond Ritter is just a guy. Sam Howell is just a guy. Kenny Pickett kind of sort of with the defensive coach is just a guy. But Justin Fields was different. You know, he was a fantasy winner for a lot of people last year. He's in such a massive market in Chicago where they are hungry for a quarterback. And Andy, he, he looked painfully average. Yeah, you know, he had two turnovers too, uh, struggling to to maintain ball security. He also took four sacks. So once again, taking too long with the ball, combination of that, and and then also offensive line struggles. But the the Bears fans that I talked to that watch the game, that are that are uh, experienced NFL and fantasy gamers that study this, uh, Steve Caladesi and uh, my man Taps, both of them said the play calling from the Bears was terrible. 
So yeah. if there was one quarterback that I saw dip from this past week, and we we saw that there was like a 20 to 30% dip in the auction values of Justin Fields from Sunday to Monday. And, and, and that's the thing. There are a tremendous amount of auctions ending on Monday. So you're either going to be painfully good and, and, and great and be, you know, uh, licking your chops because of all the dough you just made, like on Tua, or you're going to be painfully wrong and you're going to get like 20 to 30% lower than what you had, what you were anticipating getting. But uh, Justin Fields is a guy that, that I am buying the dip on. Uh, oh, okay. Now, I'm not buying it this week, baby, because they're coming to Tampa. They're playing my Tampa Bay Buccaneers okay. this Sunday at 1 o'clock. Uh, so I got to be ready for that. Our defense, I told you they were underrated. So that was uh, that was fun. That was fun to watch. But uh, yeah, Carter, yeah, Justin Fields is a, is a guy that I'm buying the dip on. Yeah, and we see some of the comments here. Obviously, Brad Nolan is a diehard Bears fan. I know he's feeling the pain. You know, Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, and Jordan Love looked pretty solid, all things considered. Uh, and once again, it's that 2020 draft class. Everybody in that class is it had a huge weekend outside of Burrow, right? And 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 maybe Herbert, but you know, he lost in kind of a duel there. But man, the 2020 draft class—it just seems every week. I mean, Michael Parsons is like the best player in the NFL uh, on Sunday night. It just seems every week that that class just keeps getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And uh, the others just keep getting weaker and weaker and weaker. So it's it's very interesting. Um, from a pure price analysis, Andy, before we get to more of your comments, um, what really stood out to you as far as other players not only quarterbacks, but just everyone in general that really took a spike after just this last weekend's games. Hey, Brandon Ayuk. We got to talk about Brandon Ayuk. I told you. All right. At least in week one, he dominated Jamar Chase. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes for the rest of the season. But no, his cards did double in value. Of course, I, I sold my Brandon Ayuk that I picked up at the National, doubled my money there. Um, I saw like a big... You know, it's interesting whenever I whenever I research these skill position players, like whenever I looked up Tyree Kill, Brandon Ayuk, uh, even Jacoby Myers, um, you know, those kind of guys from this past weekend. I see a, a big focus on their rookie autos. Calvin Ridley was another one. So there are a lot of sold transactions between that 50 to 100 dollar mark for their rookie autograph cards. You can definitely see more people gravitate towards that um, portion of their sports card market over other ones. Yeah, of course, there's a lot of like, you know, uh, two to five dollar cards like the base optics and, and stuff like that. But uh, a big bulk of the buy it now transactions that I find sold transactions are of those rookie autographs in that like kind of mid tier range. Uh, and that's, you know, that's where I, I, I love to focus on because I think it's a sweet spot for skill position players. And, and then of course you have a couple high end transactions. Like there's a, a couple really big transactions on Calvin Ridley over the weekend. Uh, so that was, uh, that was impressive, but yeah, definitely some spikes in skill position players, uh, from, from that. But once again, the list is, the list is pretty small, man. The list is pretty small. There are a couple running backs that definitely spiked, um, you know, it's it's hard to kind of quantify how much they spiked because their their prices were already pretty high coming into the season. So when you look at Bijan Robinson, I mean the the Luminance Year One Rookie Auto was all already selling for like one hundred and fifty dollars. So for it to go up more, uh, you know, it, it's difficult. He's he's really like he's got to get his plus Tyler Algiers, and then it would have gone up, you know, and spiked to two fifty kind of thing. Um, so it's always. Right now, we're recalibrating, like, what were these players expected to do? What was already baked in to their prices? And then what did they actually do? And and did that actually drive their prices up or down? Or did it really just push it? And, and meaning the sold volume is going to stay elevated, but the price is really just going to pretty much stay the same for the time being. Yeah, sometimes you have to use the eye test, right? Uh, Matt Harmon, reception, perception, freaking love Brandon Ayuk. I've watched a lot of Brandon Ayuk because his good friend is LSU's quarterback, Jaden Daniels. So I've seen him for a while now, going back to Arizona State. And he is so good. Like, he is so good at football. Now, is he going to have the spike weeks every week? No, because Shanahan's offense has so many different weapons. But, God, he's a winning player. He blocks. He does his job. He used to be in Shanahan's doghouse. It looks like I'm totally wrong on the 49ers. They look to be absolutely amazing. And 
we shall see what happens. But this is why we're here, man. I make a lot of bold predictions. I get some things yeah. wrong, get some things right. That's, that's the, the fun part about it. But once again, if you want to support us, Underdog Fantasy, promo code QUEST. I drafted a lot of Brandon Ayuk, not only on Underdog, but in home leagues. He looks really freaking good. Um, Andy, I, I, I think for me, one thing that stood out is coaching how much it matters in the NFL. And what was very interesting, and this is just kind of like a a general point, is week one, Kyle Shanahan was the MVP. All his coaches had huge weekends. And a weekend that was just huge, like just bad coaching all around. Robert Sala had the most impressive win of the weekend. D'Amico Ryans, even though they lost, they they shut down Lamar Jackson. Um, And then, of course, Mike McDaniel and Matt LaFleur won games on the road as underdogs. So I am interested to see like how much coaching matters because I saw a lot of defensive-minded head coaches really underperform uh, this weekend, and it seems like offensive-minded coaches uh, are the way to go. I'm just bringing that up, Andy, because you always bring this up, how important winning is. If your team wins – People just want your cards more, and your cards are more relevant come playoff time. That is true. That is very true, and it's also closely correlated with the whole MVP narrative. You yeah. know, so you look at Tua, and Tua did have two interceptions in this game, but he also threw for 466 yards and threw the ball almost twice as much as um, as Justin Herbert. And then I look, I'm like, wait a minute, Kellen Moore comes over. And we thought we were going to get this high-paced, explosive uh, Chargers offense, but they had a 60% run, 40% pass ratio. And I'm like, why? In the, in this type of environment, I guess they were trying to control the, the the possession, you know, keep the ball out of Tua and Tyreek Hill's hands so they'd stop putting up points. You know, so it all kind of, you know, they're trying to get that, get that uh, control of the game clock and everything. And Austin Eckler was incredible. He yeah. Austin Eckler is once again – him you know with cmc and your boy aaron jones i know you've been an aaron jones fan for forever so yeah it uh play calling was very interesting uh we did get to see like a lot on display from the baltimore ravens in this new offense zay flowers looked incredible you know i've got to pour some out for jk he's gonna be hanging out with rogers um uh but uh the texans Really surprised me, man. I thought the Texans looked very solid to go into Baltimore and to keep the game that close that, that they did. And then also to uh, to generate the turnovers that they did and the pressure they put on Lamar Jackson. This was incredible. I'm excited about the Texans defense. That young kid, Will Anderson, is yeah. the real deal. And uh, this this uh, even Derek Stingley, I know he gave up. Uh, I saw him give up a touchdown. I think that may have been the touchdown to Zay Flowers, but – um, I think this Texans defense and the coaching for the Texans, I think they're kind of on the up and up. I'm I'm kind of interested in this Texans team. Yeah, and uh, we'll get to a few questions here before we get into Hobby Tip of the Week and Play of the Week. Um, I saw two from Card Vibe here saying he ended the Garrett Wilson auction too early. Um, he, he ended it at halftime of Monday Night Football instead of the end of the game. And you missed the highlight catch for a potential spike. That that happened to me too, Card Vibe, a few years ago. The same exact thing. Uh, Brian Edwards, of all people, caught like a ridiculous touchdown to make it go into overtime. The exact same thing. And uh, obviously Edwards isn't the same player that uh, your guy is. But yeah, if you're going to end a Monday Night Football auction, end it for the end of the game now it does end late and you kind of cut off the east coast but especially if it's a new york team end it late because you know the that's that's where the game was right that the east coast is more likely to stay up for a game with east coast uh teams and you say no more auctions okay uh let's see someone asked is this a good time to buy Brees hall no i i wouldn't i wouldn't do that for a few reasons, Andy. Uh, the first is he just had a huge game on Monday Night Football. Huge game. He looked freaking top five running back in the league. And you've made money on Brees Hall as well, Andy. 
I, I would say no because he did have that huge game on Monday Night Football, and this team is going to start losing. There's no way that they're going to keep winning. So, Andy, I, I, I'm out on buying Brees Hall. What you should have done is bought him before the season and do what Andy does in the card Patreon, which is look at your athletic score and see how good you really are. So, Andy, I'm out buying Brees Hall, but he does look to be pretty good. Yeah, he does. Uh, and he's he's got a sizable role in the offense and it's tantalizing. You want, but you really needed to have your exposure already. Yeah. Uh, I do see his prices in the sports card world up about 25 to 30% across the board. Uh, so uh, there's definitely going to be extra hype this week for him, especially whenever people, you know, the, now they got the news that Zach Wilson is their starting quarterback. So it's like, yeah, it makes sense. They're going to lean more heavily on the run game with Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook. It's deep. Even Izzy Abanacando is good. So um, I think, you know, like, like you're going to see going forward, depending on how well they play, they got a they got a tough schedule, Carter. I mean, this is a, a no joke schedule coming up here for the Jets. So um, it, depending on how, how good they play, it's going to be tough for his prices to keep going up. Like you said, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I mean, I think that, um, you know, people can look back and look at what we, we actually have a, an extended sample size of Zach Wilson and it got to the point where they actually benched him. Uh, and so not a whole lot has changed from Zach Wilson's standpoint last year. So uh, I think we could get to another point like that with the jets where it's, it's going to be these defensive grind of games and people will eventually be like, come on, if Zach Wilson could just do anything, we could win a game. I mean, that's the point we're at down the stretch last year. And he was uh, all the all the Jets players values were suppressed. Uh, Brees Hall may be the, the only guy that uh, can can break out of that besides Garrett Wilson. But yeah, Carter, it's just you're right, man. It's too, too much downside buying in now at this point. Uh. Let's go through the rookie quarterback class really quickly. Really, only Anthony Richardson looked like amazing. I know his stuff is a little—it's a little bit different because he gives you so much more fantasy value than uh, the other guys. But did anything stick out to you from from those three guys, Andy, uh, Bryce, uh, CJ, and, and AR? Yeah, uh, Bryce. The the Panthers' offensive line really struggled. And Bryce threw two interceptions as well. Um, you also see like a complete lack of weapons for the Panthers. He immediately gravitated towards Hayden Hurst, his tight end. He was the target leader. Um, so I think that uh, that's that's it's going to be a struggle for Bryce Young this year. Uh, if I look at AR, I was actually pretty impressed, man. He was able to connect uh, really well with Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, you saw some nice things from him in the passing game. He also took 10 carries for 40 yards, ran a touchdown, but – um, and threw a touchdown, which was a, a screenplay with Michael Pittman Jr. generated like 40 yards after the catch. Um, and, and you could see the size of AR, but some of those hits that he took, he's got He's going to have to learn to slide to protect himself a little bit better. He did bruise his knee and apparently his ankle in this game. He's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to hold him out any time. But, I mean, he's got to be more careful. It doesn't matter if you're uh, 6'6", 250. Like, you still... I mean, there was a couple hits that Josh Allen took last night where I wasn't sure if he was getting up, man. He's, he got pummeled. Uh, and and so, you know, he's just got to – he's going to have to learn. I know there's going to be designed runs. Jalen Hurts does a really good job of protecting himself as a uh, yeah. rushing quarterback. So um, I would look to him if I if I was AR, like on, on kind of how to, uh, to to play that role. Uh, so, yeah, I thought, I thought that was impressive. The Colts actually did a lot better than I thought they were going to do against Jacksonville. And then uh, C.J. Stroud, I, I thought I thought he was okay. I thought it was uh, pretty solid. I thought between him and A.R., like I think there, there's upside there that, that later this season for those guys. I'm um, I'm still I look at them as uh, potentially having a lot of downside now. If there's going to be auctions that tank because maybe they go zero and two, zero and three. Now all of a sudden, that's when I'm going to start buying and and hunting those guys' rookie cards because they do. They are so young and they have such high draft capital and they do have starting roles. I know there's going to be a ton of future hype spike opportunities for those guys. So you could almost, you know, wait a little bit and, and then buy into them at an even lower price. Let's go to Forbes here. I have a ton of Brandon IU base prism and optic that would grade high. Should I bundle these and sell them now or sell them raw? If you have a ton, what you could do is just 99 cent 
one of them while he's super hot right now um, and, you know, get some of the cash back on that and uh, put all the rest of them up as, as buy it nows. And if you think one is absolutely freaking lutely pristine and there's some rarity, I don't think I would grade a, a base prism uh, really ever for a skill guy. Um, but, but that's just me, unless you think it's just absolutely pristine. Um, but yeah, if, if you think one just looks absolutely freaking lutely amazing, uh, Send it to Andy uh, and, 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 and join the Patreon. Send it to Andy, and uh, he, he'll get it graded for you. So, yeah, I, I would I would move some of it now, but hold on to some of it if you have a lot. Yeah, you can always list do one listing with one uh, a photograph of one card and list that you have quantity. You know, I, I do this with some cards that have big stacks of, like, base-rated rookies, and you could list them at $5 each or $4.99 and sell them with a plain white envelope. And you could probably ship one of those out a day, you know, um, or offer like a shipping discount if they buy multiples. I would carefully inspect them because getting the 10 is definitely, like Carter said, it's going to be the way that you add value. But getting a 9 is not going to do anything for you. So you yeah. want to be very uh, – you want to try and give yourself a very high chance of getting back a 10. And I think you can do that with proper pre-grading. So that's one thing I do for the premium members uh, through patreon.com slash football cards when we do our PSA group subs. A, the guys don't have to have a membership. B, I do look over them because I've, I've had a ton of success in getting back a high rate of tens. Um, so I like I know what I, I know what to look for, you know. And if I find stuff that I found a lot of stuff that's just like glaring, that um, you don't want to send it in if that's the case. Yeah, for just DM me after we'll we'll we'll, we'll get you all set up there. Um, but yeah, you know, for me, I'm still bullish on on Bryce Young. I I. I wasn't a big CJ Stroud fan going into Houston and having to you know, kind of revitalize that whole team. I like Nico, but not a huge fan of the offense weapons there. So yeah, I I've always just kind of felt Bryce one, AR two, CJ three, just based on where they landed. And we'll see if, uh, if Ryan Tannehill keeps sucking, do we get the Malik Willis or will Levis show? Uh, coming up so yeah it, it it should be very interesting but overall QBs as a whole sucked this weekend they just did they were not at their absolute uh best but we did see some other big time performances okay so uh let's get to a few more questions and then we'll get to uh hobby tip of the week ch says Hold, buy, or sell Tua and Trevor Lawrence. And I do want to include, I made a mistake earlier. Someone called me out on it. Michael Parsons is uh, class of 2021. I said he was class of 2020. I get confused because he sat out his final year at Penn State, but still, you are right. Uh, buy, hold, or sell Tua T-Law. Andy, I go to you. Yeah, I think Tua is still going up. I watched an auction. Now you're going to have to raise your max bids on the auctions that you're trying to snipe. Like I tried to snipe a base prism PSA 10 last night for 51 lost out on it, but only for 57. I look at that card compared to Jalen hurts. It's 150, you know, burrow 250 uh, Herbert around 150 to 200. So Tua has still got room to go up. You're buying on the way up, but he's still got room to go up. If you look at their look at their um, upcoming schedule, they're they're going to New England or to play this weekend. They're they're playing in New England, but then week three it's at home against the Broncos. So we could very well be seeing a three and O Miami Dolphins team. If he's three and O, and Tua is putting up four hundred plus passing yards a game like he's doing, uh, Tua's prices are going to go up a lot more from where they're at now. So. Uh, he's definitely a buy. Trevor Lawrence for me would be a sell personally. I I think, and I've always kind of felt this way. There's been times where Trevor Lawrence has looked great, but on the most most times, Trevor Lawrence looks average. He looks okay. He looks fine, but he doesn't look like he's gonna be something special. Um, that's just that's my take, Carter. I would sell Tua uh, or not Tua. I would sell Trevor Lawrence. On the hype, on the hype of winning Week One, even though it was like you know it's kind of just blah. It was it was average. He he actually had an interception, did throw two touchdowns. He had 103.8 quarterback rating, but I did get to catch uh, quite a bit of that game. It was on when I was watching the Bucks game, 
and I just wasn't uh, too impressed with uh, his reads, his his decision making, the quickness. Um, and uh, yeah, I just don't. I don't know, man. I think you should sell high on this on this Trevor Lawrence hype because this could be the peak all season for him. I, I you know what? I I have grown. And coming out of the NFL draft, I had Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence. I was wrong, really wrong. Uh, I have become more bullish on Trevor Lawrence. I used to just think it was athleticism. You go look at his college stats. They weren't really as good as people pointed out now. But you actually look at what happened to the Clemson offense after he left, Andy. It's falling apart. It is absolutely nothing. It is dreadful, woefully bad. And it's not for a lack of talent. They've got five stars. Uh, Dabo just won a good offensive coach, and T-Law's offensive coordinator went to Virginia, and he is the worst coach in college football. So now he's with Doug Peterson. I I, I like Trevor moving forward. I, I, I really, really, really do. So I've grown to like him more. The guy that I have always faded, and honestly, he has made me money, is uh, Justin Herbert. And I'm just – I've said it, and Andy, you know, I've said it on here before, and it wasn't met with a lot of, you know, welcoming takes. You know, I always get called out for saying Tua is overrated. I might be totally wrong on that. But the one guy whose prices I have never understood is Justin Herbert. Ne- never, never understood it. And the reason why he made me money was because during that rookie season, I saw where his prices were, and then I saw where Joe Burrow's prices were, and I was like, well, holy hell. I know who's better of these two, and it might be my bias, but I was like, I'll take that bet any day of the week. So I bought a lot of Joe Burrow because I felt comfortable with the difference between him and Justin Herbert. And it, it could be that Brandon Staley is a total fraud. The Chargers have spent a lot of money on that defense. Their defense is still terrible. Okay. I understand Herbert's had, you know, injuries at, at surrounding him, you know, Derwin James, whoever else. But I, I, I think he's one of these guys, Andy, that people want to put in the elite, elite tier. But I don't get elite results. And the point of all of this is how much was already baked into his price going back to when he had a few really good games in the Rocket Harm and the L.A. market his rookie year. So, man, if I have bought in a, a lot of Justin Herbert in the past, I'm starting to get a little worried right now. Yeah, I would be too. You got to be worried. Brandon Staley definitely looks like um, a fake elite coach, and he's supposed to be this defended defensive mastermind. And the defense looked terrible yesterday, obviously. Uh, so, and it's a combination of how good the Miami offense is, but um, they didn't adjust. You, you, you're a big guy on studying the film and talking about adjustments that need to be made uh, made during games, and they didn't adjust, man. Uh, and it's just they they. I think that you're right. I think Herbert could be one of the biggest fallers potentially this season to where his cards, like I'm already seeing uh, across like the, the base PSA 10 market that we looked at, his cards are now lower than Jalen Hurts. I'm, I'm looking at a new trend of his base prism PSA 10 for 120. Uh, if you look at some of like the NFL debut base from Mosaic, that's not like a $30 card, you know, the base absolute $30. So you can see the down, uh, percentages here between 10 and 20 percent on a lot of these base PSA 10s. Um, and uh, I know the percentage hasn't going to be that uh, severe for his rookie auto market, but I wouldn't be surprised if that quickly follows, especially if people right. continue to put cards into auction, which a lot of major consignment shops, a lot of major uh, dealers do continue to put cards in auction, regardless of what the hype is for a player because they want to move product. Yeah. And there was a time on here I was like, man, I've never bought a Justin Herbert auto. I, I just never have had one. And I said, you know what? I need to get one. I, what if I'm missing out on something? I've not missed out on Jack Swat. I, I'm glad I did not actually do it. You know, I do think, too, is a little bit more of a respectful buy because people were getting it when he was way lower than everybody else. But imagine if you just bought a $32,000 Justin Herbert card and you, you see him getting outdueled by, by, by Tua. Uh, who could barely stay on the field, right? Herbert, I'm worried about that coaching situation. Um, you know, we'll see if QJ pops up, but his receivers are old. And maybe he's just an Austin Eckler merchant. Maybe it's Eckler propping him up. I don't know. Uh, so there you go. Let's go to family Burnliner here. He wants a more 
solid question about football cards in general. And by the way, if you do Super Chat and you want your question answered right now, uh, the money goes to Andy and all the analysis he does. So we'll go straight to it. But Burliner's been rocking with us for a while. Big big picture question. Which ultra-modern set outside of Optic, Prism, Select, National Treasures, and Flawless do you value the most, Andy? Wow, that's easy for me. Contenders. Optic Contenders, Base Contenders. Not sure if he uh, intentionally left that out. The other one that he left out that I would say is top is Immaculate. Immaculate, however you want to say it. Um, those those two sets are massive for me, and I'm targeting rookie patch autos from Immaculate or rookie autos. Um, the eye blacks, the RPAs, they're all beautiful from that set. And then I'm also uh, targeting those rookie ticket autos from Optic, and, and all the color parallels are beautiful. I love the Optic contenders rookie ticket autos, and then the base Optic or base contenders rookie ticket autos are nice as well. Yeah, I, w- I was – Going to say mosaic, and I was like, "How much mosaic do I actually have?" And I was like, "I really don't have a whole lot." So, yeah, uh, what Andy said, I, I'm still always going to be a rookie ticket auto guy to a certain extent, even if it's. I mean, I got a Brandon LaFell rookie ticket auto uh, I, I bought recently. So, yeah, um, I actually have a contenders Dante Jackson. I think he's still with the Panthers right here. So I always have contenders uh, nearby. Yeah, boy. Now, we get to your hobby tip of the week, Andy. And, okay, let's go straight to Derek's Super Chat. In case everyone was asleep early last night, Milf Wilson now has more off uh, – I say off at the tackle. Overtime wins than Josh Allen. How about that? Uh, and that's a big reason why – uh, Milf Wilson's prices are going up through the roof right now. Josh Allen's uh, auctions are going 20 to 30% under current market value. Mm. Uh, and everybody uh, just kind of trashed Patrick Mahomes for losing week one. And he ended up having one of the better weeks out of any of the quarterbacks. I would have never thought that. I thought a few quarterbacks were really going to go off. It was just a weird weird weekend yeah that that i that int was on tony butterfingers i mean that that wasn't Mahomes. Mahomes actually looked like the best football player on that field (laughs) yeah and they get chris jones back and uh kelsey pretty soon andrew perry says if you have the choice at the current prices justin fields or mccorkle jones yeah, you know, Mac Jones, what what world are we living in when Mac Jones is the second highest fantasy quarterback the, uh, in week one? And, um, uh, you know, so I'm really liking what Bill O'Brien is bringing, what Mac Jones is bringing. This is super interesting here. If I had the choice at the current prices, you can get Mac Jones at half of what you can get Justin Fields, maybe even a little bit less. I've been getting a lot of offers on my Mac Jones rookie auto that I bought a month or two ago, and um, I'm not selling it, man. I'm, I'm holding it to see what, what happens with this thing, and I don't think it's necessarily from a win-loss standpoint. I think it's still going to be tough, even though they are the Patriots. So, you know, they're, they're, they're the team with a great defense and, and great coaching now that, you know, they can win games. And, and without Aaron Rodgers on the Jets, with Josh Allen throwing four interceptions a game, I mean – the, the things are up in the air between them and the uh, the Dolphins. This is interesting, man. The whole AFC East has been shooken up. The NFC North, though, is is also, I still think, kind of up in the air, even though the Bears got off to a very rocky start. Uh, man, it's, this is a tough one, Carter. What? Golly, I got to pick one. Like at gunpoint, I got to pick Fields or Mac Jones. I mean, I've already got the exposure to Mac Jones, and I, I don't – I don't think I'm going to buy into the fields, but if I did, I'd probably pay up and buy into the fields uh, just from an athletic standpoint. McCorkle. I can't believe I'm about to say McCorkle Jones, even though I'm still holding out for my Justin Fields being uh, a Pro Bowl level quarterback. I might be just totally just out on that. Now we get to a hobby tip of the week here. And I want to rely on Ryan because he was at Dallas card show this weekend. Rhino. 
So, Ryan, uh, feel free to type out a full response because we're going to need your opinion on the Dallas Card Show over the weekend. But my hobby tip of the week, Andy, is go to card shows during the hot football market and bring your stuff because people will buy during the hot football market, which is these couple of months leading into the season. But my tip is also just a general thing. Just go to football card shows in general. Um, I went to the Dallas card show in uh, January and I was able to obtain some stuff um, really low because while it was the playoffs, there was a lot of guys who weren't playing, who weren't, you know, in, in the news cycle really. So um, my tip is always go to shows. Shows are so much better than just looking at cards on a screen. You're able to see so many different uh, cards at a show. And as much as I like doing the show with Andy every week, it was even better being with Andy, one of my good friends, in person, right? Uh, especially if if your really longtime friends are, are going. So um, go to shows and cash deals. It, 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 there's plenty of people that will cash you out. You might need to sell at 70, 80% comps, which some of you might not want to do, but yeah, go to shows. It's, it's, it's a game changer. Now, Andy, for you, hobby tip of the week. Yeah. I can't wait to get out to some more local shows. Uh, my hobby tip this week is something very interesting. I got a shout out to my man taps. Cause he actually showed me this. If you open the eBay app on your phone and you go to the search, instead of typing out what you're searching for, there's a little camera icon that is that is right next to the search bar. You see it right there? Yeah. There's course. a little camera icon you can click on, and you can either use a, a photo of a card that's already in your library, or your, your phone uh, photo library, or you can take a picture of your card. It'll automatically take you to that card, and you can then have that filtered by sold results. So if you didn't want to uh, type out your search, you weren't sure what the card is actually called, that kind of thing, you can actually uh, do that with eBay's little algorithm. And Hey, maybe all you guys already realized that. And I've been using this app for years and I don't know when they did that update or maybe it's been there. I never, ever realized that. Uh, Tab showed me that over the over this past weekend. And I'm like, oh man, that's awesome. Like if you're, if you're wanting to list from your phone, um, it just makes it that much easier and quicker and, and less, uh, you know, less thumb typing you got to do. That is absolutely brilliant. Uh, Andy, I, I did not know that. And I'm on eBay all the time. Hell, I was looking up David Garrard cards last night. I look at the eBay app all the time. And, uh, do you, do you remember David Garrard? That name sounds so familiar. I, I, David Garrard could play, man. Uh, do, uh let, let's give it your best guess. Don't look at the chat. What team did David Garrard play for? Oh man, I got I can't I can't use Google or anything. No, 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 no. You you you, you can't, man. Uh, I had no clue. The guy I'm hey, gonna have to rely hey, on the chat. Anani's coming in to save me. He says Jags. He was a Jaguars quarterback. He I cannot look at the chat. It's right here. <laughs> right. Uh God, I loved it, David. I, I've been obsessed. Uh I came to a realization earlier this year, and I was talking to Andy about this during the summer, that all like my favorite all-time quarterbacks wore number nine or a number divisible by nine, right? And David Garrard also wore number nine, man. I, the, the reason why I, I went down a David Garrard rabbit hole, and I know I'm losing a ton of viewers for the whole football card quest. We want to talk about Aaron Rodgers, and they are out there talking about David Garrard. I did not know that in, like, he has one, one of his years with Jacksonville, he had a top five QBR ever, like ever. He had that good of a freaking season, and he didn't even make the Pro Bowl that year. I think it was like 2009 or or whatever. But, yeah, he took over. He took the job, I think, from Byron Lefwick. And I was like, God, he was kind of – he was kind of like uh, like a watered-down Steve McNair. Like he didn't like he wasn't as good as Steve McNair, but he was really he was he was just really good. He was a thick quarterback who had some dual threat ability, but also uh, could really dish out the football man. Um, 
But anyway, back uh, to to the – or let me ask you this, Andy. Is there a quarterback who wasn't really like a perennial pro bowler that you just love? One guy that from kind of that era that that stands out to you. In the chat, I, w- I want to hear it. Is there a quarterback that you just have a, an attachment to? Uh, for me, it's going to have to be Sean King, man, for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like, <laughs> I was uh, I was a big Sean King fan uh, back in the day, and I thought he was awesome. I, I thought I didn't think he got a fair deal, and uh, so yeah, I, w- I would I would go with Sean King. Yeah, Tulane Green Wave, baby. They got a they got a quarterback who's got some NFL draft love, Michael Pratt. Uh, this year we got Doug Flutie, you got Tommy Kramer in the chat. I freaking love it. Now here's someone that's been rocking with us for a while. Cole Vu says, are we jumping on the Jordan Love hype train? We'll get to that, but let's see a few more of these. Rex Grossman. Oh, yeah. Bear Super Bowl. Rex, uh, Rex Grossman. Yeah, I'm sure an Eagles fan somewhere in the chat has, has got uh, Nick Foles queued oh, yeah. up. Nick Foles, Scott Mitchell. And here, Randall Cunningham. Jay Forbes coming in. Cordell Stewart. I like that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, Jeff Blake. Yeah. There you go. But, uh, but yeah, um, we're about to get into plays of the week. But two quarterbacks we've not talked a whole lot about is Jimmy Garoppolo, who won yet again, gets absolutely no hobby love. And uh, Jordan Love also won again. So let's go to Colvu first. Are we jumping on the Jordan Love hype train? Ooh, well, once again, I, I've got my exposure already. So I can't justify it to myself to buy now whenever I buy the same car that I already have in a PSA 10 slab for like, you know, 30% more than what I paid for it or maybe more. I've got mine kind of priced kind of high because I know there could be a lot of uh, FOMO if you're missing out with Jordan Love because it's like this is finally his show, you know, and the Packers look great in the trenches yesterday. Uh, Aaron Jones, a big factor about the monitor, his his hamstring injury, like he was uh, untouchable. Uh, so that kind of made it easy. But we did see some critical, like good decision making from Jordan Love, evading some pressure, making good throws. And uh, I think the play calling and the way that they played in the trenches yesterday definitely helped him out. So he's in a system where he could potentially su- succeed at a pretty good level this year. It's it's a very interesting one where his card values could go up some more because you can compare him to the rest of that 2020. I mean, if you're holding sealed wax 2020 prism, you are just once again holding a, a gold mine. No matter what happens, he just constantly goes back to 2020 prism, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I sometimes you just got to roll with the eye test. And once I saw Jordan Love have just that limited action versus the Eagles, and it was limited, but it was Sunday Night Football, so I, I was watching. He looked good. He just did. And he might not ever be an elite, elite quarterback, but he's in the NFC. He's with a winning organization. And he's with a, a big-time head coach. LaFleur is a big-time head coach. And he's got young weapons. I, I like it. I, I I like Jordan Love. I really, really, really do. Um, and normally, Andy, these small school quarterbacks who didn't like just light the world on fire, I'm not on fire about them. But he, he looks – he just looks good. He really does. Uh but yeah, there there is a lot of product of him as well, though out there because he is twenty twenty. Oh, there definitely is. I mean, he's got over four thousand different rookie cards, each with their own print run. Uh, so you definitely have to take that into consideration. You're definitely going to want to try and get into a PSA ten when it comes to his base cards. But you can see, like his prices now on these base PSA tens are definitely going higher than than Herbert um because of the immediate hype boost like people will on a whim spend 60 to 80 dollars on a psa 10 rookie card of a guy of a quarterback on a big market team like jordan love and at the same time those same cards will dip down to, again to 30 dollars 30 to 40 dollars for justin herbert whenever this just this whole thing looks dysfunctional for him uh, uh, um again and they lose so you know um 
it's uh it's you know take that take that kind of stuff into consideration uh when you're looking at the the market for these quarterbacks one other thing about jordan love and i know it doesn't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things but i do want to include that his autograph is very unique right it is kind of like a pattern interrupt with how he actually signs his cards with the love actual you, you know what i'm talking about and he actually has the heart yeah right yeah there. jay hart i mean i don't know it just kind of sticks out to me when you just see a ton uh, a ton of autos just with autos and uh i don't know i know it doesn't do a whole lot to the price uh and his autos not rare at all he assigned so much stuff but it is it is interesting that the, the jay love thing the, the heart one of the most universal symbols we have in the world honestly so uh there you go now andy it is time for play of the freaking week and are you going first or am i going first oh i i go first i could tell that i mean this yeah. one's easy for me and it's a guy that was you know i i've i've mentioned him on play of the week before heading in uh, he was a guy I talked about in the Eagles' backfield that was going to be the guy. He was the guy, but this just was a lackluster game. It uh, wasn't the, the big uh, spike touchdown performance, but it's Kenneth Gainwell. I mean, 78% opportunity share. Uh, Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch. What does that tell you? Um, and Kenneth Gainwell, 78% opportunity share between carries and targets. That's massive. I mean, we're basically stepping into Kenneth Gamewell, Belkow territory behind the league's best offensive line. I want it, and his prices are still very cheap. Like, you know, I, I could still I could still get in. And I've got exposure. I've got some good exposure too, but I'm about I'm thinking about about to uh, add some more just to kind of uh, set myself up uh, while there's a lot of auctions on skill position players and he didn't have the touchdowns. A lot of people like to react to the big touchdown performances and I am instead chasing the opportunity. I'm chasing the snap share. I'm chasing the carry share. I'm chasing the routes run and the target share. Those guys that had high numbers in those categories, but didn't necessarily convert into a bunch of touchdowns week one. Those are the guys I'm chasing and Kenneth Gainwell's like, a, he's at the top of my list. I still think DeAndre Swift is going to do something. I know this first game was just not good at all, and there's always just some kind of excuse uh, for DeAndre Swift, but I still believe in him. I what? Why do I still believe in him, Andy? Am I am I wrong to to, to believe in Swift having a breakout game here or there? Oh no, I think you he'll have a breakout game here or there, but. It's not going to be consistent, so it's going to be hard to pinpoint. Uh, I, I get it, but yeah, Swift is just such a high fragility rating to me, and clearly they they don't trust him. Uh, he's he's going to have limited opportunities. It's kind of like buying into Kadarius Tony. To buying into Swift to me is like buying into Kadarius Tony, but obviously Kadarius Tony runs his mouth a little bit more, a little little bit more of a knucklehead than than Swift. But the, the, to me, I look at those guys very similar investments. All right, Andy, I just sent you something in the private chat, uh, if you can't put it up on the screen uh, really quickly, because my play of the week is actually a macro one. Um, obviously, we uh, have, have, well, I will say Andy has, but I've always been a college football guy. I love the NFL, as you guys can tell, but college football is just my wheelhouse. I just want because i don't think we cover new releases as 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 much as we probably should but i i i love bowman you i do and i do want to point out that drake may's bowman first will be in this next bowman you product and he will be an elite draft pick next year now of course caleb williams has has been in plenty of product up to this point i think all of you know he's going to be the number one overall pick one play of the week is getting this checklist confirmed. I, I, I haven't been able to find a checklist for this product just yet, but seeing this photo lets me know that Drake may will be in Bowen first. And what I think is going to happen in North Carolina, I don't, I don't really love their team, Andy. I think they'll start losing some games and I don't think Drake may will really be in the Heisman race. So 
when this comes out, I kind of want to get some exposure to him and uh, buy some of his cards with that Bowman first logo because uh, he's got a lot of Leaf stuff out there. Um, but I, I do want to get my hands on some of this with the licenses and, and stuff like that on there. So my play of the week is just being on the lookout for this checklist and seeing who all will be there. I hope Riley Leonard, another quarterback who I've, who I've not seen in Bowman yet, will will will, will be in this. Pro- Maybe he has Bowman stuff out there. I haven't seen it. Um, so, yeah, this checklist is going to be pretty big for me. Man, this is so clutch, Carter, because, I mean, this is massive. I mean, look how much hype uh, the Colorado Buffaloes have right now. Shadur Sanders continues to go up, and he's got literally one, two cards. He's got a base Onyx, and then he's got some uh, autograph variations, which are now over $300 for just a rookie auto, Shadur Sanders. But I look at his main weapons, who balled the freak out to help him out, Travis Hunter, Dylan Edwards. I look at these guys. I'm like, they've got nothing, zero, zilch, no cards. They, so Bowman University has a massive opportunity here to generate a significant revenue. Plus, I love the Bowman University Chrome specifically. I'm glad to see that they're just focusing on that. They don't need to make a base Bowman. I think it's too much. I would love to see them just stick with this Bowman Chrome University because it's a great card. It's printed with some nice quality, thick uh, Chrome cardstock. And they could uh, fight, uh, fill a massive void right now in the market of these guys like Shadur and those guys uh, that I mentioned, Travis Hunter, Dylan Edwards. And then, like, uh, I like Joe Milton, man. He's not, he doesn't have any cards either. So there's a lot of guys, I think, in the college scene right now that don't have cards that are going to be like serious uh, draft capital candidates when it, when it, when it comes time. And uh, man, it's massive. It's massive. There's a big opportunity for these cards, and we see it in the sold data day in, day out. October 4th, as Derek points out, uh, I'm ready for this checklist. Now, Andy, what I want you to do, you, you took my next point. Obviously, Colorado is kind of transcended, and Dion's there, and you have two, obviously, mega superstars on that team with uh, Shadur Sanders and um travis hunter but i want you to scroll down a little bit here on this page and you'll see a pretty big bowman first here not Derek's guy penix keep going bang oh that's right marvin harrison jr first oh my goodness and look look at look at this okay he's going to be a first round pick he's going to be a top five overall pick he will be the most hyped wide receiver prospect he'll have more hype than jamar chase and everyone knew jamar chase was going to be an absolute stud okay you got marvin harrison jr all right Mm. son of an nfl legend so everyone knows who this is by now ohio state arguably has the biggest college football fan base on the planet on the freaking planet and his bowman first will be in this product Okay. Um what what if the freaking Texans and the Cardinals finish with the worst records in the NFL this year? That means the Cardinals would have pick number one and pick number two. There is no way that the Cardinals do not draft Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison back to back unless someone wants to give him a King's ransom for the number two pick to make sure they can get Drake may and they can get more draft capital that way. So I'm just thinking of the possibilities here. Marvin Harrison, his first card, it looks, it's not, there's not a a checklist I found yet, but that's why I want this to be my play of the week. And I kind of felt like keeping it to myself, but this is what we do, man. We, we share. Um, I gave you Ryan Leonard a few weeks ago. He had the biggest win in college football in week one. And now I'm giving you this. So I love college football, love college football cards. Really freaking excited about this. And we appreciate you sharing this information, Carter. This is uh, absolutely clutch, man. I'm excited about this because I'm going to be making a play on the the potential quarterback that he's going to get drafted to. Like you mentioned, what if it is Bryce Young, you know, um, or, or one of these guys. But but then also just his draft capital in general. And we know from experience that whenever breakers and rippers, they get a hold of this product when it's released, I'm sure it's going to have a a healthy print run. 
um, it's going to start circulating into eBay auctions. And, 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 and right when it's released, yeah, it's, it's at a all time high because it's so brand new and there's so much limited supply, but I would say about three to four weeks after all of a sudden you start seeing the continued amount of supply hitting the marketplace, but the auctions start going under value. And that's, that's where, you know, uh, us on the quest need to step in and target those singles. I, I would probably say across the board for Marvin Harrison, anything with that first logo on it, put that thing in a top loader and save it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, he he is a freaking stud, stud muffin. He can flat out play, and uh, obviously his dad's an all time great. Uh, so yeah, it's it's. Very interesting. And Andy, we also know uh, football cards, NFL draft. God, NFL draft. The one thing about the NFL draft compared to the hype cycle of the actual season is everybody's happy during the NFL draft, Andy. All 32 teams, more often than not, are feeling good about what they did in the NFL draft. Hell, the Packers were angry when Jordan Love was drafted. Looks like it, it might work out. So it's mm-hmm. uh, rarely are people just angry during NFL draft time. So uh, there you go. And look, Dorian Thompson Robinson, who's been a story. His Bowman first was in you know last year. So there you go. What what's what's Ryan talking about here? F- flawless Dutch aus- auction at eleven k right now. Time to snipe. Oh yeah, so it's directly off the Panini website. Um, that is. is, man, those are super interesting. They're very risky because what what happens is the price continues to drop every five minutes, and 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 you can buy at any point. But the the lower you let the price drop, the more likely you are to miss out altogether. <laughs> so you don't want to let it drop too low. Looks like Ryan might be going in big here on a uh, a, a flawless box, man. Whew, buddy. So and that I would told, be. I, I told Ryan to send me photos of what he bought at the Dallas Card Show in the in, in the Discord, but he didn't. Ryan doesn't like me. But yeah, Andy, pull it up. Pull it up. Uh, it says this site can't be reached. Uh, PaniniAmerica.net has been shut down by the NFLPA and Fanatics. Just oh, joking. Crap. Just joking. It's it does oh. say it, it, <laughs> but no, seriously, it does say uh, refuse to refuse to uh, connect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know what's going on. I gotta, I can't get the Panini website. It's you know this is probably a result of of so many people being logged in at once to their website to try and snipe this product in Dutch auction. You got to be on there because I've I've participated in one of these before a couple of years ago, um, actually with Brad Nolan. Brad, uh, Brad, Brad, and I was he got me into it, and and I was I was trying to get the product in the cart and refresh. And, and I had a lot of these website crashes at that time. So I think if I'm not in already, like I can't even, I don't, I can't even get to their website, man. All right. I just wanted photos of your actual cards that you bought. We're, we're interested in what you guys buy. Send it to us in the discord, especially if you, uh, 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 buy some cool stuff. Card guy 20 says Derek Carr to the moon. I mean, the Saints could the Saints could win this division. Sure, Look, I mean it's it's definitely going to be an interesting competition between them, the the um, and the Bucks and uh, the Falcons. There, I think the Falcons are actually pretty good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I looked at Derek Carr. He was ultimately a push for me. This is another uh, defensive grind of a game. Uh, he did pass. He did have uh, quite a decent passing output, but he he definitely looked slow at times. He looked. Uh, real almost too relaxed at times and some of the decision making that he made uh but i mean they ultimately came away with a win it wasn't a great performance though so ultimately i got him as a push i seen a little bit of volume spike for him but no price increases um really and and so yeah we'll see what what he can do we do know they have a very easy schedule and the saints like all around are just like a solid team so even if he's just decent uh, and then you get Kamara back in week four. He's an interesting guy that could definitely go up more in value. And one time shout out for my guy, Rashid Shahid. <laughs> there you go, baby. Rashid yeah. Shahid can play. 
Michael Thomas, who I'm even wearing my Alan Kamara shirt. Yeah. What's up, man? Rashid Shahid gets two carries. He gets two carries like Debo Samuel out there, 5.5 yards per carry. And then he also goes five receptions for 89 yards and a touchdown through the air. He gets the only touchdown of the game for the Saints. Rashid, everyone, wherever you are right now, I don't care if you're watching this, listening to this on a podcast, whatever. Just say it always makes me feel good. Rashid Shahid. I always cheer for the underdogs, man. And uh, he looks awkward. He changed his jersey number from 89 to 22. Doesn't even look like a receiver out there because he is one of one, baby. Rashid Shahid, baby. The Saints keep producing uh, just non-really draftable guys that turn out to be studs, man, whether it's Rashid Shahid or seventh-round pick out of Hofstra, the great Marcus Colston. So there you go. All right, Doc, Dutch auction is down to 10K. Yeah, and next price drop in two minutes and 43 seconds. And we will be getting down to this territory where, I mean, it's it should sell out really quick. Uh, this is, now this is 2022 flawless. <laughs> it's important for people to remember, it is 2022 flawless, so it's not going to have anybody from this year's draft class. This is all, you know, uh, the, the Brock Purdy draft class, I guess, at this point is, is what we're calling it. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, that's what we're looking at. Um, I guess you could I guess you could you could you could call it the uh, Garrett Wilson uh, draft class as well if you want to. G dub. Mm. So, um, yeah, I you know that, that Saints game was interesting. They definitely beat up Ryan Tannehill really good. And uh Michael Thomas was um, was out there, man, and healthy. Five five catches for sixty one yards on eight targets. I mean, very interesting. Olave was still the wide receiver one, your target leader. Uh, or, or yeah, I think it was the target leader. Um, but he had eight catches for one hundred twelve yards. So I mean, yeah, the Saints the Saints team is is interesting. They're definitely going to be a contender out of the NFC South. I mean, just looking at the, their schedule. And and how well they they are built in the trenches and the supporting cast, uh, they're interesting, man. Well, there you go. Another great show. I really appreciate each and every one of you guys. Thank you uh, for dealing with the uh, the the time adjustment here for our live viewers. Do you enjoy the lower start time? I haven't even checked on the actual uh, if we actually had like a huge dip in a uh, number of people actually watching this. We actually got more. Uh, in here, so we might might start earlier. Uh, might, might keep the 11 a.m. start time. So, uh, we'll keep you up to date on that. The best thing you can do is join the Discord. I really do mean it. Right? Uh, Andy gives you one on one time. I can also help you, but I'm not as smart as Andy. And the funny thing is, there are smarter people than us in there as well. The David Hunters. Uh, the the Chad Dyers of the world. There's a lot of people in there who really know what they're talking about. So come join us. We don't bite. We'll, we'll help you sub your cards, do all that good stuff. So, uh, yes, sir. Wait, what does Chad say? If you bankroll, if your bankroll conflicts flawless, let it rip. <laughs> there you go. All right, y'all. We'll see you next Tuesday. Peace out, yo. Peace.